broadcasting live from the R&R studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, presented by Tequila Embajador. Well, you have to play good football in all three phases to make the tournament and ever win a championship. So, again, I think uh, all three phases have contributed. we got to get better. We're not there on defense. We're not there on offense, and we need more big plays in a kicking game. But uh, we're improving on defense. The quarterback is playing great. We need to get our running game going. Uh, our kickers, our punter and our kicker are playing phenomenal. We need to get our return game going. So, um, you know, there's good and there's, there's things we got to be realistic about as we get ready for the Dolphins. Still really early. That's Raiders head coach John Gruden uh, talking about uh, the state of the Raiders and where they are right now. Look, no team is going to be exactly where they want to be after two games. Um, no, no doubt about it. The Raiders' run game needs to improve. The Raiders' offensive line needs to create more chemistry uh, and, and, and gel together and be a little bit more reliable. Uh, the return games, you know, could be could be better uh, without question. But when you're sitting at two and zero, um, and you're seventh in the league in, in points scored, twelfth in the league uh, in turnover, or excuse me, in, in points given up, uh, when you're uh, among the best in the league at creating pressure on the quarterback and sacks, and you've got two defensive ends who are uh, grading out as the the best pass rushers. Uh, in the NFL or among the two best pass rushers in the NFL, that's a lot to like. Um, and every coach is going to point to the flaws and try to get better. That's what you do. That's what you have to do. Uh, but it sure is, uh, for the Raiders, uh, pretty darn good when you can start kind of getting the, 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 the magnifying glass out and looking for the flaws and fixing some of the obvious things like that offensive line and that run game uh, while in the process – having some areas of your football team that are playing as well as any in the NFL, and that includes the quarterback, that includes the tight end, uh, that includes how they're spreading the ball around in the pass game, it includes how they're getting after the quarterback, it includes Casey Hayward, who has proven to be a lockdown cornerback. I know it's just two games, but these are the facts. This is what the Raiders are doing, uh, and now it's just a matter of, of keeping it up. But they've already set a little bit of a standard on what they're capable of doing against two good teams you know we lincoln we talk about uh yeah the denver broncos are 2-0 and and i give them all the credit um teddy bridgewater is playing good the defense is playing good but when you look at who they've beaten the new york giants uh, and the jacksonville jaguars jaguars their 2-0 is a little bit different than the raiders 2-0 beating the baltimore ravens and the pittsburgh steelers well, you can look at it that way. I, I, I don't necessarily deem it that way. Look, I, I've said all along, this is probably one of the more competitive divisions in football. I mean, this, this, this to me is a throwback to the old days of the NFC East where the Cowboys, the Redskins, the Giants, and, and everyone used to beat up on each other. I mean, that's, that's what I think it's going to be equivalent when it gets into to divisional play. Um, but, you know, quality wins. It's good to, have, it's good to be in this position, be 2-0 and rather than 0-2. And there's been a lot of players that we can say we've been pleasantly surprised on playing. You know, I, I mentioned Corey Littleton, the way he's playing. Hey, Nate Hobbs is playing well. Deserves a ton of, ton, of, ton of credit. The way this defensive line is, um, I, 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 I agree. And the fact that they're, they're still not perfect, they've still got a lot of work to do, but they're 2-0 leaves a good taste because everything's more acceptable that way rather than you scratching your head like, oh, my gosh, we got to figure out what are we going to do. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Because, you know, walking away – from the Steeler games, 
my son plays with the Steelers, and we were talking, like, your offense is in trouble. I mean, you know, with the Steelers, like, their offense, they have no running game, and the inconsistencies in the pass game is just says you're, the, the, the arguments that you're hearing in Pittsburgh is that, you know, we still have a middle-aged quarterback. Why didn't we move on from him? So, you know, talking about another team's problems uh, is, is one of those things where you say, you're, I'm thankful we don't have that problem. We have a quarterback. We have a chance. But that's what's going to get, you know, be the fighting chance when you get into divisional play because, you know, yes, Bradley Chubb just got a, put on IR, is going to have surgery. He's done for the year. That's a weapon that's taken out of Denver's arsenal. But Denver eventually was going to figure it out. They were going to find out quarterback. They have way too many weapons not to be a decent team. So the fact that they're 2-0 and is not surprising. The fact that KC is 1-1, and not surprising, uh, as well as the Chargers as well. Yeah, and you know who else has flaws? The Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I tweeted the other night, uh, Lincoln, watching that game from my hotel room in Pittsburgh Sunday night. Uh, to me, they've got the feel of a Big 12 team right now. Oh, yeah, they're going to score a lot of points, uh, but that defense is a sieve right now, and I don't see how you get it fixed necessarily because what they're the way teams are running the ball on them and they should have lost the Cleveland Browns game. Let's face it. Um, And the way they're just not stopping anybody. uh, Good luck finding the personnel help that you're going to need to get that fixed right now. They just got to deal with what they have and it's not a lot defensively. So there's a little bit of vulnerability uh, there with the chiefs. So, uh, we'll see how they coach that up, but there's some issues on that well, defensive side. I've of the had ball. the mindset that that there is a such thing as a Super Bowl hangover, and it's hard as hell to go to Super Bowl twice. It's almost damn near impossible to go three times. There's only been a few teams that have done it three times in a row. So, exactly. you know, so I, I I don't necessarily see them in the upper echelon of the AFC. I think they can be competitive, but I also think they can be beaten. Interesting. Out to the Raider Nation listener line. Raider G is on the line. How you doing, Raider G? Hey, how you guys doing today? Wonderful. Very good. Excellent. I love the fact you're in my drive home. You guys do a great job. Appreciate what you do. You got it, brother. What's defense, on your mind? Yeah, it's all good. I wanted to follow up with the defense. Um, just want to follow up with the defense. For you, Vinny, uh, at the end, if you're good with that. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so um, with the defense, I mean, when's the last time you heard this much chatter on a, on, you know, on a, <laughs> on talk show? about the defense it's, it's been nothing but amazing I've 20 years of watching our defense and just scratching our heads and being frustrated and two games now um and I'm at a point personally where I I mean I'm sold I know I'm not saying that they're going to be lights out for the rest of the season but I can what Bradley's brought to this defense I've, I haven't seen and it's, it's been uh no blown assignments pinpoint tackling uh elevated play from our uh from players and and that's the big thing with me is, is Bradley is, and, and Martin and Marinelli and, and the other DB coaches because they all done a great job. You know, all the holdovers, the, the Seed and the Crosbys and Mullins and all Abrams, they were all, I mean, they were, we knew they, were, they could be great, but they're all consistent last year. And now they're playing fantastic. You know, they just, they've elevated the play of all of them. I mean, even Arnett, I know he had a bonehead play the other day, but he, he made a couple big plays and, and he's looked good in preseason. I, and I, I want to give him a chance to work under Bradley for the season before I had any judgment on that guy. I think he's got a high ceiling. But the, the defense has been um, it, it, it's, it's been stellar. And I, and I think when you have a fan base that's been starving for a defense for 20 years, um, I mean, I, I'm more excited to watch the defense on Sunday than the offense. And I've never – I don't know if I've ever thought that ever as a Raider fan. But it's, it's, been, uh, it's been fantastic. I, I can't say enough about what they've done. 
Yeah, and um, it's 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 uh, you're 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 echoing what a lot of fans have said to me, uh, and and I know you've heard the same thing, Lincoln. There's fans that are now literally excited to watch the defense play uh, because it's it's a fun defense to watch. They make plays. They're where they need to be. Um, they're, they're fundamentally sound. They're doing all the necessary things that a good defense needs to do. And Lincoln, you've said this so many times. It doesn't need to be the 84 Browns. It just needs to be um, even average. But right now, they're above average, Lincoln. They are playing above average, and they're playing together. And it's not just one play here, one play there. I mean, and, and we, again, we only have uh, a, a two-game uh, sample to look at, you know what I mean? But the fact is, is during those two games, especially at Allegiant Stadium on Monday night, the, the defense got the crowd into it, and it became a definitive home field advantage, which we've all been saying. Wait till Allegiant, wait till we get fans in it, and they're going to see. And now they really have something to cheer about. You know, come this Sunday against Miami, I expect the same thing, the same type of energy uh, that we get in. And even those, you know, Donnie Downers that wanted to talk about the, you know, vaccination requirement stuff, now I see more people who are trying to do what they can because they know they want to be a part of it. After seeing that energy on Monday night, they want to be a part of it. That defense, this team, has given them reason to want to be there. Yeah, and now being 2-0, and having two big wins over two, you know, they're the Quality first team teams. since 1966 yeah. that started a season 2-0, and beating two teams from the playoffs the year before, so it's, 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 it's they, they're, they've done something that hasn't been done in a long time, right. but I actually think uh, Lincoln, the fans are, I don't think, the, I think the fans can't wait to get out there on Sunday, because now I think that there's a sense of responsibility as well not just excitement to go watch that product again uh, and see the Raiders back at home, but also a little bit of a sense of re- uh, responsibility that, hey, this team might be onto something and, and we can contribute. We can help because you know as well as I do, uh, Lincoln, you go to stadiums like Seattle and New Orleans mm-hmm. and Kansas City and some of these other places, the role that the fans play uh, is very, very important. And they had uh, they had an advantage in Oakland. Let me tell you tell you something. I I talked to it. I knew there were a lot of people in Raider Nation that were disappointed when the team announced their move to Vegas. But I said also the fact that a lot of them didn't want to be excluded because if this team finally got hot, they didn't want to be in the outside end. So this this is a this is definitely going to be a great atmosphere. It's exciting and it's fun to watch right now. It's only been one game, but wait to see Sunday. Now it's 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 not you got to be in the house because when I told people. About the, the last game and describe what happened at halftime stuff that you, they didn't see on TV. They were like, what? Really? Yeah. They're doing it yeah. like that? So, I mean, it's it's a big deal now. It is. Uh, back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Cap is on the line. How you doing, Cap? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Uh, Vinny and Lincoln, can y'all hear me well? I'm, we got I'm you. driving a truck right now. We got you, brother. We got you, brother. Okay. Keep your eye on the road, though. Please do. Yeah, yeah, got to. Uh, man, I, honestly, I don't even know where to start, man. I, I listen to the show a lot. Um, I've been a Raiders fan, uh, I don't know, since I can remember. We haven't won a Super Bowl since, what, the year before I was born, so I've, I've never been able to celebrate that. But uh, to get to some of the stuff I want to talk about was you have, we, have to, we have to start giving credit to Mark Davis. He's a man who, who's not a football guy but knows his role. He, he, he knows – what he's good at and what he's not good at. And he's, he's pretty good at, at appointing, so far from what I can see, he's pretty good at appointing people in positions who, who can do that job as a specialist. Um, and to say that is bringing in John Gruden, who brought in Mike Mayock, who 
I think him and him and the scouting unit, they also need a ton of credit as well because they found, I don't know how many diamonds in the rough that, that other teams look over or pass over, gloss over, and have taken the beating for some of the moves that we've made, whether they were trades or cuts or even the draft picks that just didn't work out. They weren't in our plans for the future and still find guys to replace them with who not only can do the job, but that, that can do the job well and teach others, as in be, be a mentor to, to the younger guys on our team and how to run this system, how to, how to be a professional and things of that nature. And you see some of the younger guys that were rookies last year or rookies this year, they look up to these guys and they're learning how to be pros from them. And also I wanted to speak on our schedule. Looking at our schedule, um, we have to play chess. We can't be playing checkers, not to say that we have been, but a lot of a lot of casual Raiders fans want us to win every single game. Absolutely, I'm with you, but that's not logical. I look at our next upcoming games and say, well, Miami's next on board. We're at home. We should be able to beat them even if we sit Leatherwood because I'm comfortable for one game's worth if Brandon Parker got to fill in. Right now I think he's better than Leatherwood when it comes to understanding what he's up against. Um, as well as if Leatherwood's not healthy, sit him. Let him, let him heal up. I think we can beat the Dolphins without Leatherwood, without Incognito, without Josh Jacobs, without some of these guys that we would love to have play, but at the same time, they're not, they're not ready yet. And it's a long season. We don't want them to have these lingering injuries going into especially our first division game of the season, which is going to be huge prime time against the Chargers. I would rather bench those guys this upcoming week, let them heal up, and if they can be 100% ready for that Chargers game, because that's going to be probably our biggest game of the season up until that point, especially if we're 3-0. and Because I would hate to go 3-0 and and then lose to the Chargers, because that's like a double whammy. We lost two games because it's the Chargers, and it's a divisional game on prime time. What, what do you guys think about that? Uh, great call, Cap. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I think that when you're, you know, Lincoln, when you're in a position where you have depth and the Raiders do have depth, and, and even with a Brandon Parker, uh, who they've invested, <coughs> excuse me, who they've invested time in, um, who they've invested development in, uh, that they feel now comfortable that, you know, if, if, if somebody were to go down, um, he could uh, handle himself you know, uh, well enough to get us through a game, maybe even get us through a couple of games. That's development. That's draft and uh, being patient with somebody and and being able to create that kind of depth, the kind of depth that they have with a John Simpson now and a Kenyon Drake. So uh, you're in a position where you don't have to push these guys too far because you feel comfortable that you can sustain it with their backups. And that's a Mark Lincoln of, of, of building depth. And it's something that, doesn't happen overnight. It take it's years in the making uh, in a lot of in a lot of cases, especially coming from where the Raiders came from a couple of years ago with a complete rebuild. This is a re- total rebuild. The only guy that's left over uh, from five years ago, or from when when John Gruden took over, to my knowledge, is Derek Carr. He's the only player that I can think of um, that's on the roster that preceded John Gruden. It was a complete overhaul. So it takes time. And they're closing in on a pretty good place, especially with their depth. Well, yeah. Well, I will say this, um, and Brandon Parker was a part of that too. They, they've invested yeah. enough time into them 
to where it's good that he pays off. And I, I said the only time I've really been critical of Brandon, I said it's just consistency. Yeah. I thought he played well and spelled the Cleveland game last year, and then you followed up with the Atlanta game, and he struggled. You know, right. um, And so I'm hoping that, look, I, I don't know the extent of Leatherwood's injury. I just heard it was an oblique strain. So I don't know how severe that is. A, but, yeah, they call it a back strain. Yeah, so um, – so we don't know how how severe that is, but in the in the in the interim, look, don't for for, for what it's worth, don't sleep on Miami's defense. They've yeah. got a pretty damn good defense. Okay, <laughs> they they've got a pretty damn good defense, and they've got guys that can get after the quarterback too. So you're gonna need all hands on deck. You're gonna have to have a smart game plan if if. The running game is still non-existent in this upcoming game, and you have to use the pass, which they've done the last two games, so it's not impossible. But if it comes to that, then you know you you've got to be able you got to protect them. You got to protect Derek, who's got a, a, a bumped ankle. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, these are all things that you have to look out for. But depth, as you mentioned, development, as you mentioned, is all part of the greater scheme and the and the bigger things that that have come into play very early in the season. And I hope that I hope that they can continue with it. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Raider Reggie is on the line. How you doing, Raider Reggie? My guy, Vinny, and my little big brother. <laughs> How you doing, brother? What's going on? What's happening, man? Hey, this is one of them. I'm I'm off work and getting to call y'all. I'm usually nice. working and trying to sneak it in, but man, I'm just I'm listening to what I'm hearing. I'm loving it. That's the one thing I wanted to call in about. I'm so thankful to have this type of insider information and having Lincoln on and having, you know, Vinny, with you knowing some of the things you know about the other teams that you used to work for and and the stuff you knew about the Rams and how they thought the Raiders were, that kind of stuff, man, that's what I'll be listening for because you can get all caught up in 2-0, and 3-0 and all that, and next thing you know when we're – not undefeated, you you rejecting the team and you you thinking like everything should come easy. It is not easy, man, to do all of this stuff, all the way from the top to the bottom. And if you're a true fan, man, you got to be able to take in the good, take in the bad, and root for your team regardless. When we... Man, I've been rooting for this team since 75, man. <laughs> I've seen the good days. I've seen horrible days. I've seen them leave Oakland the first time and hear all the – I hate them. And I watch – man, I watch people leave my Raiders to become Niner fans. Oh, no. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> and then for them to come back, and then for them to come here to Vegas, and I hear the same type of chatter. Man, you either going to be with the team or you not. So just stick it out, man. Go through this. Right now, you got a time to jump on and be part of this turnaround. <laughs> right. Be part yeah. of this turnaround. Come to the game. Man, right now, you can get tickets pretty dang cheap. You can get tickets pretty cheap. Come to the game. On, on Sunday, man, I'm going to be there. Uh, Silver and Black Panther gonna be. I'm gonna be out there for real, for real. And if win, lose, or draw, you know. But let me say this: I heard you saying right now, don't sleep on uh, Miami. Hey, Miami came in there and gave us headaches last year, right? Yep, yep. We can't sleep. You gotta play. Yeah, it's it's chess, not checkers. But that means you gotta ball the hell out. Period. 
ball till you fall. Don't don't play down, play up. That's all I'm saying. I love this team right now. I've been, like I said, I've been here since '75. I ain't going nowhere. Raider Nation, unite! We should be all in the house. Anybody that can make it, anybody that's able to, get your butt to the house. We got to protect the house. One hundred. Love y'all. Appreciate it. Hey, Raider Reggie, thank you uh, for the call. You know that uh, you're always uh, welcome uh, in the huddle, uh, always bringing the energy and the insight. We truly appreciate it. Um, Lincoln, it, it, it's, you know, from somebody that, you know, does what I do, um, you know, uh, uh, covering the Raiders for the Las Vegas Review Journal, doing this show here. Um, you know, I, I, I do feel kind of a responsibility to the fans. You know, I feel like you know, I'm trying to give them an accurate portrayal of their team, the news, the breaking news, the insight, the analysis. Absolutely. Um, you know, and when you're doing that, um, you know, uh, you, you get a sense for where the fan base is. And what I've always, what I've been sensing from this fan base uh, has just been frustration. Uh, they've been let down. So asking them to completely buy in and trust the process and, and believe in the process when they haven't seen it work so many times before is a tough sell. Um, but, you know, um, I, I think that we've done a fairly good job of keeping them level-headed and, and trying to point out where it's headed in the right direction and, and why they should be feeling pretty good about things. Uh, and right now it is kind of coming to fruition. It's a long season. We all get that. But I'm happy for Raider Nation uh, that at least through the first two weeks of the season, and I think they're going to be able to sustain this uh, throughout the season, but that, that they're, they're getting some payoff uh, for all the patience that they've showed. They may not have expressed it always the right way, uh, and we get that because fans are emotional um, and they, they, they have a right to express their anger and their frustration. But it sure is uh, nice, Lincoln, to see them enjoying the moment a little bit here. Well, I'm glad that they can be a part of it. I'm glad that yep. they can that they have a Legion Stadium they can go to and they can celebrate their team. And I'm glad the team has a place like a definitive home field event. It's just turning out to be. And I, I think it's great. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got you covered over at Vegas Nation. You can download the app, Vegas Nation vegasnation.com and of course you've got Raider Nation Radio here on 920 AM locally and everywhere else where uh, you can listen to it. We're here for you to give you guys uh, everything uh, that, that you, and more uh, about your team. So uh, it's been a fun process um, and you know we'll see what happens on, on Sunday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Tuesday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny and Lincoln on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Vinny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. It feels great. It feels great. It's, uh, I, I was just telling Darren and Derek in the locker room, Carrier, uh, it, it's, an, it's kind of an attitude. It's an attitude thing, right? Um, there's an air of confidence walking out onto the field for every unit that we have, which is um, extremely underrated, and I don't know if everyone can say that, right? A lot of teams work hard, and a lot of teams have a lot of good players, but um, I feel like we're really coming into our own and working hard, and we had a great week of practice, and we're happy to get out of here with a win. That's a really good Pittsburgh team, um, and they're probably going to go pretty far. That's Foster Moreau um, talking about the confidence that's 
uh, inside that uh, locker room right now uh, with with the Raiders. And you know, I've said this many times, but I've sensed that for a while now. Um, and Lincoln, you've been on both sides of that spectrum. You've been on teams that you walked on the field and felt very good about your chances of winning. You've also played on some teams where, let's be honest, you didn't go in there, you know, playing to lose. But I'm sure you've been on some teams where you kind of knew, mm, mm, we're not <laughs> all that good. I know that in my little sports right. world that I've right. played, I, I know that I've been in those situations too, both um, at whatever level I played. And it's a huge difference. And you know, you know when you know, Lincoln. Um, and I can't say that the Raiders have known like that the good way for a while now, but they do right now. How important is that? Confidence, you know, the mental part, Vinny, in this game plays, it's almost 90% that matters. Yeah. I mean, really, the, the mental part. You have to have the mental fortitude to take a loss, to have a short memory, to get beat, to bounce back out, you know, and go back out there and compete. You've got to have the ability when you walk into a place, no matter what the records are, no matter who you're playing, you've got to feel that you can win. You have to. Right. And so even though, even though you might not be very good, you still have to feel that we can compete, that we can win. And, and, and you go out there and give that effort. That's the 90% of the mental that separates you know, uh, this, this game. It's the, everyone has a physical ability. You wouldn't be out there if you didn't have the physical ability. But you have the mental ability. And that's what you cannot coach. It, it comes from experience. And that's why, you know, every year with the amount of guys that come out of college, you could replace the NFL totally. But you can't put a premium on experience and knowledge and, 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 and being there and in the moment and taking those hard losses, taking those great wins, all of that and encompassing and being able to bounce back and be ready for the, week, the, the following week. So it's really important. And, and it's a definitely a big confidence booster because you're talking about last year two playoff-bound teams, uh, two, two playoff teams, and the Ravens and the Steelers. And now you're 2-0. and I don't know a lot of people who gave them credit thought that that would happen, but it did happen. And they're on, they're on their way. But, again, it, the work has started. We've seen this team, in my opinion, we've seen this team start out fast many a times, and, and, and that's good. We've got, to, we've got to finish it. So it's still a long way to go. It is. It's, it's still a long way to go. But uh, as, It's a good as, feeling to have. You know, <laughs> right. And, 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 but, you know, uh, but there's, but there's it, it, it still is a process. Uh, and this is, yes, they've brought in a lot of, you know, veterans, especially on that defensive side of the ball. And I think those uh, veteran defensive players have instilled uh, a level of confidence, a level of maturity, um, uh, a sounding board. They've been – exactly what the Raiders have needed in so many different ways on the field and off the field. Uh, but I also think that the collection of players that the, that the Raiders have brought together these last few years, especially um, among the young players, the draft picks and the undrafted free agents, if you look at them, they, they have all come from pretty darn good winning programs. The Clemsons, the Alabamas, uh, Alec Ingold is from uh, Wisconsin. They're not an Alabama program, but you know what? They, they always contend for the Big Ten Championship. They're always one of the better, good, solid programs. They win. I think, I think in his career there, they won 44 games in four years. That's over 10, year, 10 wins a season. That's good. Um, they're used to winning, and they know what in their, from, from the level that they played at what it takes to win and how you go about winning. And it's taken them a little while, obviously, in the NFL. The pieces around them um, weren't sufficient up until till now. I just feel like that's what they're saying. That whole thing, the, the Baltimore Ravens, I, 
I guarantee you the Raiders felt like they may not have said, hey, we're the better team, but they truly believed they were as good as the as the Ravens. If those two teams played ten times, you know, maybe it's 5-5, five, five, uh, you know, when those two teams play. That's how equally talented they are. But it's been a long time since we could say, oh, the Raiders are as good as a team like the Baltimore Ravens. I believe they absolutely are. And I'll say this. They were better than the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were better going into that game, even with that uh, the injuries that they were dealing with. I'm not a big big ben, big Ben guy uh, anymore. I think that um, he's showing his age. You know, God bless him. He's done it a long time um, and has been a great quarterback in this league. But I felt like he was susceptible to what the Raiders were being able to bring to the table to Pittsburgh. And I think across the board, talent for talent, the Raiders are just a better team. And I think they showed that uh, on, on, on Sunday. It's been a long time since we could say that about the Raiders, but it's also been a long time since the Raiders can justifiably look at themselves in the mirror and say that same exact thing. And I think they are more and more. Of course, like you said, it's two games. Uh, they got to continually go out and prove it. But the confidence is, is building. And as Foster Moreau said, there's something in the air. Uh, and you know it as well as I do, Lincoln. When you start feeling that as a team, by you know individual players starting to feel that same thing, that's tough to beat sometimes, Lincoln. It's tough to beat a good team that believes in itself um, and believes in each other and um, is, 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 is feels good about itself. I, I've, I've seen it before, and I know you have too. So it'll be interesting to see how far they can uh, actually take it. I'm not saying the Super Bowl. The Raiders just need to get to the, to the playoffs. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's the first thing. Let's start. First you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's what they have to do. Uh, but they're chipping away, and I feel like they're headed in that direction. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Bernard is on the line. How you doing, Bernard? Hey, how you guys doing? Wonderful. Yeah, I just wanted to piggyback off what you guys was talking about a little bit yesterday with uh, with Carr. Um, football is the ultimate team sport. We all know that. And quarterback is one of the hardest positions to play. And I wonder why people don't take that into account, the stability that Carr hasn't had since he's been with the Raiders. And he's always, you know, he comes to work, man. He don't complain. He could have, you know, you know, pissed a fit and say, I want to get out of here. But he hasn't done that. I mean, he's had so many coaches and offensive coordinators. We lose count. And just take in consideration. Look at the Steelers. They've had three coaches in the whole history of that team. I know that's kind of an anomaly, but, I mean, three head coaches in the whole history of that team. So that's stability. So how do you expect this man to learn all these different offenses, never really had a, a, a number one wide receiver for a consistent amount of time, and he just puts his head down and come to work? So – He's a great leader, man, and people need to support him more. And nationally, they want to bring up all these different uh, reasons why he has. Look at his record. Look at his record. But look at the other three three parts of the team. You know, he can only do so much, you know, being, being the quarterback. So they got some stability, and I'm glad he hasn't panicked and need to go do this. And just take, you know, build this team up. Let's not have a one-hit wonder. And that's what they did for so many years. They get this free agent, get that free agent, and, when they pass, you know, over the hill, you know, the Warren Saps and the Randy Mosses that didn't want to be there because we had a dirt infield, so he didn't want to run, run patterns across the middle of the field. You know, so they're going in the right right direction. So I'm, I think a lot of Raider fans was angry when they left, but uh, we got some bright, bright horizons on the way. And uh, Lincoln, I'm going to be up in, uh, in Vegas for the Chicago game, man, so I want to hit that Angry Crab uh, restaurant. My wife loves seafood, so we're going to make sure we hit that. I appreciate it, man. I think you'll enjoy yourself. Let me know the experience, okay? Okay. Beautiful. One more one more quick thing. One yeah. more quick thing. 
Cliff Branch should have been in the Hall of Fame. You look at his numbers and Lynn Swan numbers. I just I don't know, and it, it, I'm so angry that he didn't get the get there while he was still you know with us, and he's going to get there this year. But man, he he should have been in the Hall of Fame. You know, we love the, our Raiders, and there's so many guys that should be there, and they get in there after they're not with us with us anymore. You know, it, it, it's a shame. Just pull up his stats and pull up Lynn Swan's stats and tell me why the heck Cliff Branch Branch hasn't already been in the Hall of Fame. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Great show. It. Completely agree, uh, and you know, um, I'm hoping you know, it's unfortunate that yeah. Cliff isn't here uh, to, to 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 see that. Um, it's it's really a crime, actually. But um, but I'm with the caller, uh, Bernard. He should have been in a, a while ago. I hate that it takes you know this long and this kind of a process. Um, and, and thanks for the call, Bernard. Uh, always appreciate it. And and I I, I agree with them, um, Lincoln. You know, I think the Raiders. You know, I, I was saying this on a on a show that I was on earlier today, and they were asking about. You know, every time I go on the radio uh, elsewhere, um, a lot of times they always want to talk about the ten year contract and the hundred million dollars um, that that John Gruden got. And yes, we live in a society where we're always fixated on on the money factor. Uh, and how could you do that? And oh my gosh, it's so much money and blah 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 blah. But um, and I'm not, you know. Um, overlooking at it overlooking it i'm not minimizing it or anything like that but 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 lincoln i think people are overlooking or reading it wrong okay it was always listen the raiders decided mark mark davis you know ultimately came to the conclusion they've been doing this wrong the last 20 years they keep putting try they kept trying to put band-aids on open wounds they kept trying to go randy mosses and the warren saps and all that nonsense trying to make the quick fix try Starting and stop, uh, you know, uh, starting and stopping and starting all over again. Different coaches, different coordinators, different schemes, different rosters, all of that over the last 20 years. It wasn't working. And what John Gruden said or what, what Mark Davis said ultimately, and whether it works or not, still remains to be seen. But Lincoln, what, what he ultimately said was, look, I feel like you, John Gruden, are the right person for this job. I'm going to give you the necessary time to do this right and not rush into anything and not repeat some of the same mistakes we've made all these years. I'm going to give you the the monetary uh, security to understand you don't have to win right away. It might take a little while. Obviously, we all want to win as quickly as possible. But even if it takes a little bit longer to get this right and to create sustainable success and not fleeting success, we're okay with that. That's the point of this type of a contract that he gave to John Gruden. And Lincoln, to John Gruden's credit, he's been the opposite of what the John Gruden scouting report has been in terms of how he's gone about building this team. There hasn't been the quick rush to change everything quickly and try to win as quickly as possible. He stuck with Derek Carr. A lot of people told him not to. A lot of people told him, go get your own quarterback. A lot of people assumed that he would. He didn't. He said, you know what? I think I got enough to work with with Derek Carr. Let's put the time in and let's see how far we can take it with the quarterback. He's done pretty good uh, with the quarterback. He's played a lot of young players. I've kidded with him about this, and he's kidded to me about it. Like, yeah, uh, kind of ironic for a guy that never likes to play young players. Well, guess what? He's played a bunch of young players, um, and last year he probably played too many young players due to circumstance. But it's not the old – Go get all the veterans. Go, uh, you know, try to create immediate success at the expense, maybe, of the long range. John Gruden has not done that. He's been disciplined for the most part in this rebuild, and 
I give him a lot of credit, uh, Lincoln. I give him a lot of credit for sticking with the plan and having the patience and having the discipline to stay with it. Well, I mean, that was a mouthful, Vinny. Um, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I, I will I say it. this. Yeah, and well, here's the thing. You know, I, I've gone back and said that what I appreciated most about Mark Davis is after his father passed away and his father had a vision, uh, the great Al Davis, may he rest in peace. His, his father's vision was that you could still squeeze a little juice out of some old-time veterans. And that's why mm-hmm. they brought in the Warren Sapson and Randy Mosses, but it didn't work. And as much to your point, when Mark sort of, when Mark found out that Gruden was available, um, and, uh, and and wanted to get back into coaching, and Gruden had a plan, and of course Mark has always said, "I'm not a football guy like my father was. I will turn that over to people who are football people," and he and that's what he's done. I, and I think, and I commend him for doing that. I really do. I, I commend. That's very big of him to do that uh, and to say that. And important, as much as you said, is is that he gave Gruden time. It wasn't a quick, you know, four year. Because let's face it, after four year or three four years, this is being the fourth year. Gruden might have been fired by now by having a mediocre, you know, starting four and twelve, going seven and nine, then eight and eight. And you mean you're you're on the rise, but it's not quick enough in a lot of people's minds. So he might have been fired by now. But having the vision for Gruden to turn over this roster, and much to your point not relying on veterans to do it because, let's face it, if he was going to rely on veterans, he would have paid Derek Carr the money that he wanted. He would have played Khalil Mack the money that he wanted, Amari Cooper, and they still wouldn't have the depth that we have or, or the players that we have. And we wouldn't be, probably wouldn't be in a position to go out and get some of the players that they, they signed, you know, like the Solomon Thomas or the Casey Hayward Juniors, those guys. So I, it's very commendable, but the big thing is that it has to work out. And, and yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a place in the right direction. It's a start in the right direction. It has to work out. And this is a very big year, especially with the added games. So you mentioned they're going to be, they're going to be cautious with Josh Jacobs. You know, who knows the, 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 you know, what happens with incognito. They got, this offensive line is a work in progress. But the fact is that they're 2-0. and That's commendable in itself. And they, pe- they beat, in my opinion, two quality teams. Yeah, uh, and that's the, my main takeaway um, from from these last two weeks is exactly that they've beaten two two good teams, and they didn't do it like in miraculous fashion. They didn't do it; it wasn't a hope and a prayer or some miracle type thing. Lincoln, they went toe to toe with both of those teams mm-hmm. at home on the road, playing smash mouth type football, uh, having to adjust to a completely different offense that the Steelers run compared compared to um, you know. The Ravens, so they showed wherewithal uh, to be able to adapt to the situation, uh, adjust, all that kind of everything that you're looking for. And I'll, I'll, you know, take it a step further. And I talked about this um, uh, uh, as well a little earlier in terms of, or, or on a show that I was on. You know, Gus Bradley, Gus Bradley, Ron Myers, Richard Smith, uh, Rod Marinelli. This is honestly Lincoln. Probably, if you were to inject some truth serum into John Gruden and say. If you go back to twenty six or twenty eighteen when you took over, this is pretty much probably the coach, the defensive coaching staff that you wanted at the time. And I think he would say yes, um, but he couldn't. Guys were under contract. You know how it works in the yeah. NFL. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all opportunity and who's available. And so you know um, he wasn't able to really put together his staff that the way I think he truly wanted to. He is now opportunity and circumstance led him uh, to uh, to to uh, you know back to Gus Bradley or circle back to Gus Bradley and now I think they have 
just a capable defensive staff over there. And you can see it, how this team is playing defensively. They're where they need to be. They're fundamentally sound. They're tackling. They're gang tackling. Uh, they're getting after the quarterback. They're staying connected in big down situations. It's just, it's really a, in stark contrast uh, to what was going on last year. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. It's Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Tuesday. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now back to your hosts, Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. Yes, it's just yes. Yeah, it does. You know, uh, you look up, you, you go get the lead, and then you look back up, and it's fourth down, and you're like, we get the ball back. You know, it's just, you know, it's a good feeling. You know, it's a good feeling uh, to have the lead and, and to keep it um, and things like that. They have, in the last two weeks, come up so big for us. Uh, and you just got to give all the credit to Coach Gus and, and their staff and our players. You know, they've, they've done a great job of keeping us in the games and keeping the leads for us, and it is fun. It's a lot of fun, you know, especially watching that D-line. There's a bunch, of, a bunch of adults, you know, like I said, there's no green bananas on that D-line. You know, those guys are grown men. It's fun to watch them play. That was Derek Carr Sunday uh, at Heinz Field, deep below Heinz Field. Um, after the Raiders beat the Steelers uh, 27 to 26 to 17, I think was the final score. Uh, yeah, they but, won. Uh, That's all that matters. Yeah, they, they won the game. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm on to the Dolphins. Score, scores are uh, yeah, they won. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, but, and he was talking about the defense, Lincoln, and he was talking about how fun it is to, 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 to not just to watch the defense play, but let's be honest, Lincoln. It's fun as a quarterback and as an offensive player to watch a unit that you can trust. And, you know, nobody's trying to throw anybody under the bus and throw any of the coaches, past coaches under the bus or past players or anything like it, like that. Um, you know, everybody's in the same boat and, and everyone's trying to win. Everyone's trying to do their best. But let's face it, Lincoln, um, it just hasn't been fun if you're a fan, <laughs> if you're an analyst like yourself, yeah, yeah. it's frustrating. And if you're Derek Carr in the offense, you're just kind of rolling your eyes probably these last few years at what the defense wasn't really able to do. So you got to be, you know, it's understandable now for Derek Carr to, to finally say it's not just fun to watch that defense. But what a breath of fresh air is to be able to stand on that sidelines and have confidence in that defense. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you know, for when we had doing our show last year, you know, there were times that we were speaking very fondly of the team, the way they were going. And then, of course, we saw the collapse and we had to answer questions it's like, why is this happening? What are we doing mm -hmm. and what's going on? And this why, you know, this way we all said we, we both said all along, just get a defense, get a chance. Um, and, and by them signing or going out and getting Gus Bradley early, as early as possible they, they could after the season was over, really set the precedent. And from, you know, being aggressive as early they were in free agency and signing Dockway and going uh, and signing other guys and the way they did it, the manner in which they drafted uh, according to need, everything is sort of falling into place the right way. And, and it's, it's, really, it's really good to see, especially when you're taking on two quality teams. Uh, it's really good to see. It's, it's, a, it's a good problem to have if, if there's ever, ever a case. But it really is, it does feel good. Yeah, and, I, and I'm sure you've been on teams where um, 
it was kind of out of whack the balance yeah. in terms of one side yeah. of the ball and the other. And you know, it's 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 you don't want to think that people are looking cross-eyed uh, at, at at other players on the team, or the offense isn't looking cross-eyed uh, at the defense, or vice versa. But we all know that we're dealing with a human element. Eventually, there's going to be frustration uh, that bleeds into it, and just you know, resentment almost right. when when you're doing your job, and you know, not for lack of trying or anything on the other side of the ball, but just for a lack of the basic ingredients, the basic uh, skill sets that are needed that they can't get it done. So it must be pretty refreshing <laughs> to be able to say, oh, all right. And let's face it, Lincoln, this offense, for as good as it is, and it's thrown for the most yards in the NFL, it's scoring among the top seven teams in the NFL. There's a lot of great things that are happening off- offensively. But it's not like they've played perfect football. In fact, by any stretch of the imagination, they've had some parts of, the, of both games where – uh, they 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 had to get it together. They were yeah. in the process of getting it together. And Lincoln, you know as well as I do, if that had happened last year, forget about it. There was Disastrous. no margin for error. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No, you're right. You're right there, and and it's still you know work in progress now. Because look, for what it's worth, there you got two games where you see there's really no run game, um, and and in spite of what they're trying to to do, so defenses the Miami this time is going to come in. They're going to have a blitz package together because they want to get the ball out of Derek's hands and the tendencies that he's had it's good that he had a game like he did against Pittsburgh because he showed that he's going to spread it around and go to other people so these are just things that depending on the severity of the injuries like Leatherwood and stuff like these are going to be what you have to prepare for moving forward Uh, that's why the run game of sort of figuring it out is going to be critical Um, but as you said it looks like they're going to hold Jacobs down uh, for another week I don't mind that because you know from what they what they've shown us is that it's not the running backs it's the offensive line that they got to get corrected, so um, yeah. they've got to get they got to solidify that. And from what I saw out of Peyton Barber, uh, even in K- Kenyon Drake, they, they were running hard. They were running for their lives in this last game because there wasn't a whole lot of stuff that was uh, there open up for them. It did seem like they found a little something something uh, toward the end of that game. How much can that uh, you know you, you build off that? Because when I forget where it was, but it was late in the game, and all of a sudden they started breaking off uh, some runs, to, you know, to, to bleed some clock and to get a couple first downs. Uh, maybe that's something to build off of. Well, well, look, when in the fourth quarter before the the, the big throw, um, and they, they got a score. I can't remember what what they got out of. They got a touchdown or a field goal, but they they, they extended the lead. They went up by two scores. Um, that during that drive. They were running a little – traditionally what they do, they have their two tight ends, their two backs, Engel was in the game, and one wide receiver, and they were running power. And there was only one power out of the bunch. I think it was like four, a string of four or five plays. There was one power out of the bunch where Peyton ran for like 11 yards, 12 yards, got a first down. That was right. a good thing. But the other ones were stymied. They were really stuffed. It was two yards here, two yards there, forcing a third down and, and six, stuff like that. So it wasn't as it, it wasn't as prolific as I've seen it in the past. They, they struggled, and especially on a lot of the stretch runs, the backs were cutting in the backfield right as soon as they got the handoff. That's not good. That's why I was talking earlier about winning the line of scrimmage. So there's still a lot of work to be done. Yeah, absolutely, and that's as it should be. Um, you don't want to be perfect right now. It would be great if you were, but you're building toward that. And right now they're stacking up wins and fix it, trying to fix flaws and trying to get things figured out, trying to get things stabilized. That offensive line and the health of the offensive line, I think, is the, the most important um, you know, uh, obstacle that's, that's, that's facing them that they're going to have to get squared away. But 
it makes it easier when you're doing it and you're winning. And then there's maybe some players uh, on the horizon that are going to be able to help out. We'll see, though, uh, about Richie Incognito. I want to say thanks um, to all of our callers. Uh, thank you so much for um, for uh, all the energy that you brought, all the insight that you brought. I uh, want, uh, want to say thank you to uh, Tina Nguyen from... Um, the local affiliate here, Channel 13 uh, in Las Vegas. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us in the huddle, Lincoln Kennedy. Uh, great to hear your voice. Great to hear your in insights. Damon Cotton, thank you for everything that you do. Uh, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Tuesday uh, in the huddle. Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy brought to you by Tequila and Bajador. We'll be back at it tomorrow, uh, 4 to 6. And Lincoln, um, we're going to start taking a look, a deeper look at the Miami Dolphins mm -hmm. and maybe what the, what the, what the uh, Raiders defense can do uh, to really, you know, uh, put their foot down, because I think they're going to need to. Uh, I think they're going to need to really step it up again uh, in this game, because uh, like you, they're going to the Dolphins are going to have some blitz packages. Oh, yeah. They're a good defense, a well coached defense, uh, and they're going to give the Raiders' offense, um, you know, everything it, it can handle. They're going to have to rely on that defense again uh, to to keep it close. True story. While they get things uh, uh, fixed uh, or, or uh, headed in the right direction off offensively, Lincoln. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, bud.